0: Welcome back to At the Buzzer. I'm Campbell Klein, joined by my co hosts, Andrew Lubliner, Dean McCullum, and Tyler Fertell. And this week, we have our divisional round predictions for the NFL playoffs. So before we get into it, we'll go over uh, the wild card matchups. Uh, the Bills defeated the Colts, the Rams defeated the Seahawks, uh, the Buccaneers defeated the football team, the Ravens defeated the Titans, the Saints defeated the Bears and the Browns defeated the Steelers. So uh, with that, the first matchup of uh, the divisional round is the Rams at Green Bay. Uh, We'll start with Dean on this one. Who do you think is gonna win this matchup? All right, so as most of our loyal fans know, I'm a huge Green Bay Packers fan, and to no surprise
1: here, I'm gonna have the Packers uh, winning this one and moving on to the NFC Championship. I think it's a respectable choice because I think that the Packers, uh, obviously, this is a very, it's going to be a very different game. The Packers, I believe, haven't played the Rams since they moved to LA. So the last time they played was when the Rams were located in St. Louis. So the Rams, obviously, top defense in the league, and the Packers have one of the top offenses in the league. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this matchup works out. But the X Factor for me is going to have to be the MVP of the league, Aaron Rodgers. I think that him alone is just going to be able to get by that really tough and really strong rams defense aaron donald jalen ramsey all those guys so i'm gonna have the packers winning this one and moving on to the nfc championship
2: uh well dean it is a respectable choice because the packers are the one seed in the nfc so i mean it's hard to dispute your argument because they are the one seed but i'm also gonna have the packers winning this game but i think it's gonna be very close and i think what is gonna decide this game is the jalen ramsey devontae adams matchup uh, that is, it's arguably the number one corner in the league versus the number one wide receiver in the league. A very, very good matchup of two great talents. And you know what? If I think Devontae Adams scores one or more touchdowns, if he gets one or two touchdowns, I think the Packers win it. Because that's that's what that's what the Seahawks struggled with this past week, getting their offense moving. Jayne Ramsey, Aaron Donald were all over their players. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson, they could get nothing uh, open. I mean, they, they couldn't get grooving. So that was a very big problem. Uh, but the thing about this game that makes it so interesting for me is that the Rams combat what the Packers bring to the table very well. I mean, the Rams, the Packers, the Packers best thing is their pass offense. The Rams best things are, you believe their pass defense, but they also have a great rushing attack. Uh, they also can rush the QB very well. So if they can get Aaron Rodgers and make him throw a couple bad passes, that could be game changer but also on the uh, offensive side of the ball for the Rams, they are, their best thing is probably running the ball with Cam Akers. He's been very productive these past couple weeks, and the Packers' worst thing is run defense so far this season. So, I mean, this is going to be a very interesting game, and I'm excited to watch it, but I'm just going to have to go with the Packers coming up on top. But I think it's going to be very, very close.
3: Um, I'm going to agree with Firtle. Um I mean, Tyler here. Uh, I'm going to agree with uh, Tyler that it's going to be a close game even though the Packers are the one seed. I I really don't think that like they're like that much ahead of the other teams um in the NFC I still think the Rams have a great chance to win but I mean I don't really like the Packers but I'm going to choose them to win this game and the reason why I'm going to choose them is because if you take away the pick six that the Rams scored which Russell Wilson threw a horrific pass it was not open at all The Rams offense only scored um, 23 points. Seahawks were able to put up 20 points and they were not prepared at all. Time management was terrible. Um, The play calling was even worse. Um, Me and Tyler were talking about just how bad the Seahawks were prepared for that game. I think the Packers will be a little more ready. They have the better quarterback, the better offense. So in my mind, if the Packers score more than like 23 points, I think they can win. I just don't think that Jared Goff with a broken thumb or John Wolford, if he comes out of the hospital, I don't think any one of those guys will be able to put up 23 or more points because like, yes, they might be able to run the ball, Tyler, but like at, you can't. it's really hard against any defense, let alone a defense of a number one seed in the playoff to just run the ball for the entire game. And I feel like that's what they would have to do because the Packers secondary is really good. And if Cooper Cup doesn't play, Jair Alexander is going to lock down uh, Robert Woods. And then I don't know where they go from there. So I think the Packers are going to edge the Rams out in this game.
2: Yeah, adding to what you're saying, Aaron Rodgers is arguably the best quarterback at getting the ball out quickly. And that is going to be a very important thing. Uh, in this game because, as we all know, the Rams' uh, defensive line is probably the best in the league. I mean, Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, they have a couple, they have a couple other players on that defensive line that are very, very good players. So, uh, yeah, if Aaron Rodgers can get the ball out fast and the Packers' defense can hold the Rams to about 20 points, yeah, I think this is a Packers' win.
1: I'm going to go really quickly before Campbell speaks about this game. The Rams do have one of the best uh, defensive lines in the league. But the packers have one of the best offensive uh, offensive lines in, uh, in the league they have corey lindsley their center unfortunately oh david Boxyari's is out but hopefully their rookie john runyon can step up big time
0: uh yeah so for this game i sir i agree with tyler i think this is going to be a really 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 close game I want to choose the Rams, but just looking at their injury report with Aaron Donald questionable, Cooper Cup questionable, uh, Jared Goff not fully healthy, I want to choose the Rams, but I'm going to have to choose the Packers. They're the one seed. They have one of the most explosive offenses in the league. But, however, if the Rams uh, team did get fully healthy, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see them win this game. I think if both teams are healthy, this could be the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. Uh, now we'll move on to the second Saturday game. It is the Baltimore Ravens at uh, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, this, this is another great game. Uh, Tyler, you want to start with this game?
2: Yeah, talking about the game of the week. I think this is going to be the game of the week. Two very explosive offensive powerhouses. I mean, the Bills, one of the best passing offenses in the league. The Ravens, one of the best running offenses in the league. Uh, Yeah, this is going to be a great matchup. I'm not really sure who to go with here. These teams have both been playing really well recently. I mean, the Bills didn't look too strong last weekend against the Colts. I mean, I don't know if they looked like a team that could beat the Chiefs. The Ravens combated what the Titans brought really well, too. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with the Bills on this one Uh, just for the sake that we saw uh, with the Ravens against the Titans that their secondary was not as good as we maybe (laughs) thought they were going to be. I mean, Marlon Humphrey was exposed by A.J. Brown in the first half, and throughout the whole game they weren't great. I mean, Marcus Peters made a couple good plays, Um, but I think that Stephon Diggs against Marlon Humphrey – or just josh allen being a very good playmaker he is i just think that he's just going to be able to make enough plays to just overpower uh the ravens um the ravens offense i mean lamar jackson is also a crazy good playmaker so i mean he can definitely do a lot of things with his legs if he can establish that passing game early i i talked a lot about this uh for the wildcard games but um Lamar Jackson really needs to get his passing game going if they need a chance in this game because the Bills' defense is also very good. The Titans' defense is okay. The Bills' defense is better than that. So Lamar Jackson is going to need to play another good game if the Ravens want to win it. But uh, for now, I'm going to go with the Bills.
3: Uh, Yeah, I think this is probably going to be the more interesting game in the AFC, like you said, uh, Tyler. I'm really torn on who to go for. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills, and the only reason why is because... I think josh allen's playing better than lamar jackson right now and i think the buffalo bills passing game has been super effective uh as of recently the indianapolis colts were a top five top three maybe even arguably the best defense in the league for a ton of this uh season um and you know the ravens the titans defense it's not bad but the Titans defense was exposed a lot and their secondary this season, it may have played good in the postseason game. Maybe it just was up to the challenge finally, but they just did not play good at all. And the Ravens could not uh, put up very many points. And I think the Bills offense, like they're so explosive. No one has been able to um, guard Stephon Diggs all season. That connection between him and Josh Allen is super special. So I'm going to go with the Bills on this one also because uh, the Bills defense has been playing much better in recent weeks. Um, I'm pretty sure Zach Moss got injured, um, but I don't know if he's going to be out for this game or not, but I don't think that it'll matter too much just because I think that that Bill's offense would just be able to put up enough points to the point where the Ravens, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot, and I just don't believe in Lamar Jackson throwing the ball down the field. Like, he's an absolute great runner, but he threw a terrible pass his first intercept, his interception today. It was just, in- he ha- he had a man open. He could have easily led him to the sideline, you know, I'd say probably at least twenty Q twenty starting QBs this season could have at least made that throw. And if you're in the playoffs and you're not making that throw, then I don't think you're going to go very far. Um, they were fortunate to win this game, but I definitely got the Bills beating the Ravens this upcoming weekend.
2: Yeah, Andrew, adding to what you just said, really quickly, Miles um, Boykin, the Ravens wide receiver, ran like a out route post kind of thing, um, and. It, um, Malcolm Butler, who was the most targeted cornerback in the league. I remember hearing that stat during the game. Miles, Borkin, M- Miles Boykin was heading out to the sideline. Lamar Jackson could hit him there. Good 30-yard gain. He threw it way to inside and straight to Malcolm Butler, and he picked that off. And that kind of changed the momentum in the game. It was the first half. The Ravens are covered, and they got the win. But that was not convincing on Lamar Jackson's part. And, I mean, this, the Bills secondary is very good, too, with Davis White. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. So this is gonna. I'm excited for this game. This is this is a really good game.
1: Yeah, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I'm also gonna go with the Bills on this one. I agree with you, Tyler, uh, on what you said at the beginning of uh, of this discussion. I think this is gonna be the game of the week. Um, two offensive power uh, offensive powerhouses. You have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. That connection has been near unstoppable uh, this season. Basically, including their uh, divisional win versus the Colts, they've won seven of their last eight. And if it wasn't for that Kyler Murray, Hail Mary, they they're would have. they on an eight-game winning streak, basically. So I think that just the offense alone uh, on the Bills is just going to be able to get them by the Ravens because I don't really believe in Lamar Jackson being able to step up in this game. I don't think he has nearly as good of, uh, of an arm as... Josh Allen, obviously Josh Allen has one of the best arms in the NFL. But uh, I just don't think that Lamar Jackson has what it takes or uh, to carry this uh, Ravens team to a win over this Rams defense who's playing pretty well right now. Like you said, Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, all those guys. So I'm going to go with the Bills in a nail-biter. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game, so I'm really excited to watch this one next weekend.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree with all of you guys. This is going to be a really, really good game, but I'm going to go the Ravens for one reason and one reason only. I don't want to choose the same the same team as the three of you. I do think this is going to be a really close game. Uh, watching the Ravens game last weekend, something about their offense was really nice. I know Andrew pointed out Lamar Jackson missed a few throws, but... There's something, there's something in that offense. Obviously, we all know they have, a nice, they have a great running offense, but the explosiveness of Lamar Jackson really opens up, the, opens up the pass game when he gets out of the pocket. And if he can make those throws next weekend, uh, the Ravens are gonna definitely put up a really good fight against the Bills. And yeah, overall, I think this is gonna be a, a really good game, but I'm just gonna choose the Ravens because I don't wanna choose the exact same teams as you guys. Okay, now we will move on to the uh, Cleveland Browns versus the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. Uh, we'll start with Andrew on this game.
3: Um, well, um, I, I probably, I mean, I picked the Browns to win on, against the Steelers, unlike any of you guys, because I kind of saw how they could be effective. And to be honest, if there was a team that had a really good chance of being the Chiefs, I think the Browns would definitely be at the top of that list. And the reason why is because the past two years, I see I see your look, Tyler, let me explain. The past two years, a lot of the games that the Chiefs have lost, whether it be in the playoffs or in the regular season, um, have came down to the opposing team's rushing attack. The, uh, two years ago, um, not, not this past season, but the season before, it looked like the Chiefs were going to be unstoppable. And then the Titans went to Kansas City and Derrick Henry ran for, I think, 230 yards or something like that. It was a plus 200 yards. And teams start figuring out that that's how you have to beat Kansas City. You have to run the ball because you have to win the time of possession. And if the Browns, who probably have the best rushing attack between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and they have one of the best offensive lines in the league, if they can run the ball effectively and keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, and just control the time of possession and punch in the end zone every time they they could give their defense a chance do i think it will happen no i think the chiefs will win but i think that this game might be a little closer than people expect if the browns can run the ball if the browns cannot run the ball effectively it won't be because there's no team in the nfl that can compete with the passing game of patrick mahomes and the chiefs there's no team that can go back and forth with them so as long as the chiefs play how they're projected to play i just don't see the browns winning unless they unless they run and they have the ball for you know like over half the game that's pretty much the only path i see them winning so i i'm gonna have the chiefs in this one just because i think that the chiefs defense will do just enough to give their offense the ball enough chances to score
2: uh yeah you kind of just brought up what i was going to comment on um the Browns run defense is very good I mean I think they have they've the best two back run offense in the league but the problem why I'm gonna choose the Chiefs here obviously um but I think it's gonna be that like you said the Browns cannot compete with the uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs with the passing offense I mean I I to when when the Browns played the Steelers this um in the wild card weekend they they won by what was what was the final score 43-29 something like that i don't remember what it exactly was but um they're they're they got a lot of their points off of turnovers big Ben threw for four interceptions and he had a fumble i mean they had a great field position on a lot of um on a lot of drives but we did not see Baker Mayfield go from the twenty-five yard line or one side to the other to get a touchdown very much. And yes, this win against the Steelers was convincing, showing that they are one of the best, uh, what they top eight team in the league. But it does not convince me they can uh, they can compete with the Chiefs on the offensive side of the ball. I think their defense is better than the Chiefs. I think the Browns' defense is better than the Chiefs. I just don't think their defense will be able to do enough to stop Mahomes and that Baker and the Browns offense will do enough to score more points than than Mahomes. It's simple as that for me. I just think that Mahomes can, he's just better than, or he can just do more Um, him and even that run offense with Le'Veon Bell and that pass offense, that explosiveness with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I just think they're just going to overpower the Browns and Baker's not going to be able to keep up with them.
1: Uh, I'm going to agree with both of you guys. I think that the Chiefs will win this game. Like I agree with Andrew when he said that I think uh, that he thinks the game's going to be a lot closer than some people are putting it and predicting it. I think this game will be pretty close. But I would like to note, I'm not really confident in the Chiefs because, to be quite frank, they lost their Week 17 matchup versus the Chargers. Mahomes didn't play. Tyreek Hill didn't play. Travis Kelsey didn't play. It's whatever. But their last seven games before that week 17 loss to the Chargers, they won seven straight games by one possession, seven straight games by less than one possession, which is absolutely crazy to me. Um, the, The Chiefs haven't been looking too great in the past seven games, which scares me. But one thing that they do really well is win all of the close games and I think that this is just going to be another game where they just win in a close one it's going to be close throughout but the Chiefs are just going to have enough to pull ahead and that's what I think is going to be the prime factor in the Chiefs winning this game and moving on to the AFC championship
0: uh yeah I'm also going to choose the Chiefs in this game for all the same reasons you guys said just copy and paste that into my section uh another thing I want to say is the Chiefs are going to be coming off a of bye week Tyree Kill who's Hamstrings were sort of becoming sore at the end of the season. He's had three weeks at this point, or three weeks by the time they play to recover. That's going to really help that team, along with all the other guys who've gotten good rest. And just to say what Dean said once again, like they've found they found the way to win close games all year. So I don't think I don't think the Browns are going to be enough to knock them off. Uh, now we will move on to. The final matchup of the divisional round, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints uh, divisional rivals. This is also going to be a really good game. I know I've said that for every single game, but the same goes for this one. Uh, we're going to start with Dean on this game. All right, so when I said that the Bills-Ravens might be the game of the league, <laughs> I forgot
1: about this game, too. And this game's going to be very interesting. Two of the greatest to ever do it, Tom Brady and Drew Brees. And I think that's what it's going to come down to, who's a better quarterback, because obviously both teams have very, very good offenses. You have the Bucks; They have so many weapons. You got Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, who's really stepped up. And, and then you have Leonard Fournette. I don't know if Ronald Jones is fully healthy. And then you obviously have Rob Gronkowski, who did an amazing job blocking uh, versus players like Chase Young. Uh, versus versus the football team uh, this past weekend. So you have that for the Buccaneers, and then you have Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, a bunch of other really fast wide receivers. And I think that what's going to come down to is the quarterback situation. I'm going to have to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to upset the the New Orleans Saints this weekend because I think that Tom Brady's just going to outplay Drew Brees. I like Tom Brady this season better than I like Drew Brees. and, And I think that, Alvin Kamara and spe- uh, Alvin Kamara and uh, uh, he's just going to have a hard time because the Buccaneers' run defense is very good. You got Levante David, you got Devin White, all of those guys who are going to be able to help protect uh, Alvin Kamara from getting more than 10 yards on each play like he's been doing versus te- teams it seems like all season. So I think that they're going to be able to shut down Alvin Kamara and then – you have Tom Brady's been playing so well right now. His connection with Antonio Brown's been looking really dangerous as well. So I'm going to have to go with the Buccaneers and I'd really love to see a Buccaneers Packers matchup, but we'll just have to wait and see after this weekend.
3: Um, Dean, I'm gonna have to agree with you. Um, one thing I'd like to point out what I, I actually just realized this in both conferences, the one seed will be playing the six seed and the two seed will be playing the five seed, which is coincidental, but um, nevertheless, I got the bucks. Um, I don't, uh, bet against playoff Tom Brady very often. Um, I'm not going to this time, and I think that the Bucks' offense is like pr- it's probably a top three offense. Their wide receiving corps definitely um, the best uh, in the league, in my opinion. Antonio Brown he's not playing like his all pro self, but he's but he's playing pretty well. Uh, Chris Godwin had a couple of drops, but overall he still had a pretty solid game. Mike Evans had a great game. Cameron Brake uh, also had a good game and Gronk's still there and he's good and the O line who you know Washington uh football team they have one good thing about their team and that's their defensive line and they did not they barely got any pressure on Tom Brady. And the Saints also have a good D line with uh, uh I think it's like Trey Hendrickson or something like that. He had like ten some sacks and they have Cameron Jordan obviously. So they have a good defensive line but the Bucks O line proved that uh they can hold up. I just feel like it's gonna come down to can Drew Brees put up enough points on the board? Chicago's defense is good, but I think that an elite uh elite offense like the Bucks will be able to put up more than twenty-one points against the Bears defense. It's like Drew Brees has been inconsistent all year throwing deep passes. Tom Brady and the Bucks, they score in a hurry. They can go right down the field and in, in like four, five, six, seven plays. It's like they don't need twelve plays like the Saints do to score TD. Um, so I feel like if Drew Brees and that offense can really have success throwing the ball down the field, I think that the Saints can definitely win. And I'm not saying this is going to be a blowout, but I think the Bucks are definitely um, – I'm, I'm pretty uh, sure about my pick for the Bucks this one just because Tom Brady and that offense is playing really well. And I think that defense makes enough stops to uh, help them win that game.
2: Um, I'm going to disagree with you guys. I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints here. Um a- the Washington football team against the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers win did not look anywhere close to convincing for me. I mean, they won by less than 10 points. I think the spread was 10 points. That doesn't say anything, but people were predicting them to go uh, to win by more than 10 points. They played Taylor Heineke, who I don't, I mean, Heineke, sorry, Heineke. Um, I, I don't know. He went to Old Dominion like four years ago. I maybe his first, one of his first starts in the NFL. I'm not really sure, but... They won by i think one score and playing a team that is a lot better than that in the saints i just think that the saints are gonna come out on top i mean the saints win against the bears was better than the buccaneers win against the football team and remember last time the saints played the buccaneers it ended 38-3 that was in week nine and now also the saints are healthy they have michael thomas back alvin kamar is healthy and their defense is looking better than ever they gave up Nine points on a, uh, but they were giving up three points with like two minutes left in the game, and then it gave up a, like a garbage time touchdown. But I mean, their offense didn't look that great today. Drew Reese uh, can't, still can't throw the ball that deep, but they looked, they did, they did enough. They looked good today and, uh, or uh, in the wild card weekend. And you know what? I'm going to have them coming out on top. I know the Buccaneers offense is very good, but I think that the Saints defense is just going to be able to do enough. I know the Buccaneers defense is also good, but you know what? Last time they played, the Saints absolutely obliterated them. The Buccaneers win was not convincing to me. The Saints win was better, and I'm going to go with the Saints here.
0: Okay, for this game, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh... Yeah, I think the Buccaneers offense is just too good for this Saints defense. Uh, I think there's really only two numbers that matter in this matchup, and that's Tom Brady's six and Drew Brees one. Tom Brady has proven over and over again that he knows how to win playoff football games. And as Andrew said, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. When was the last time Tom Brady lost three games to the same team in one season? Heck, when was the last time he lost two? You can tell me. It probably hasn't happened much in his career, but I don't think he's going to drop three to the Saints this year, especially after being embarrassed by the Saints uh, earlier this year in a in a huge, I think, 30, 35-point loss. I don't think that's going to happen again. Uh, this Buccaneers offense is hitting stride at the right time, so I think they're going to win this game. Uh Any final words about this week's matchups? Any key players to watch, anyone?
3: Yeah, um, really quickly, I would just like to point to what you said. The Buccaneers offense, I'm pretty sure they ended the season on like a three-game win streak. They've been pretty much uh, putting up a ton of points, like you said. And I know Tyler uh, referenced that beatdown, that that 30-point loss earlier in the season. But I would like you to know that – Tom Brady, he has that, you know, Michigan alumni clutch gene in him. He's shown it time and time again. And I would also like to point out that, um, uh, I'm not exactly sure what I was going to say, but yeah, Bucks are winning this game. Never bet against Tom Brady. This is a life lesson for anyone watching this. He's too clutch. Um, and I, actually, I also would like to say, I remember what I was going to say. I really hope that we can see uh, Brady versus Rodgers because, I don't think we've ever seen Brady versus Rogers in the playoffs, at least. Um, so I think that'd be pretty cool because that's two of the greatest of all time. Because a lot of people make the argument that like Aaron Rodgers is the most talented, but he's not the greatest ever because he doesn't have the accolades, which is not necessarily his fault. But I think that that would definitely be a really good matchup along with Brady and Brees. That's you know because Breeze might retire this season, so that is also a very like cool historical matchup. But we've never seen Rogers versus Brady in the playoffs, so I'd be uh, pretty stoked to see that matchup.
1: Yeah, Andrew, you stole the words right out of my mouth. I was just going to tell Tyler to uh, never bet against playoff Tom Brady, except for last year when he wasn't very good on the Patriots. But he, they're looking very scary this season, so I'd watch out.
2: Yeah, I know Tom Brady is a different kind of player in the playoffs, but you know what? The Saints beat him twice this year. They're going to be confident going in this game. Uh and yeah i just i i i mean it's it's gonna be a good game i think it's gonna be close but i'm just gonna have the saints coming out on top um but also a big thing in this game i think it's gonna be the wide receivers for both teams is michael thomas gonna play better than chris godwin antonio brown and michael uh mike evans and i think if he does that it's a saint's win but if if the passing offense of the buccaneers is better than the saints i mean that would be hard for the Saints to win that game. Because if the Buccaneers, if Tom Brady throws for like 300 yards and Drew Brees throws for like 200 and Tom Brady throws for like three touchdowns and Drew Brees throws for like one, I mean, I think that's a uh, Buccaneers win. But I think that the, I think that the Saints are going to come yeah, out on top right now. Uh, yeah, that's my prediction.
0: Also, just one question for you guys. When's Clyde Edwards-Gillard coming back? Is he going to play this weekend he's, or not?
2: I think he was supposed to come back for this game, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay.
3: I think that um, he was like questionable to come back for the game against the Chargers, and then he sat out because he didn't want to risk anything. Um, but assuming he has a, f- a full two weeks of practice, I would assume he's going to play. Um, I don't think it's too much of a big deal for the Chiefs, but I think he'll play.
0: Okay, uh, if that's all we have for NFL, we will move on to our shot clock segment. Uh, I'm going to put 24 seconds on the clock. I'm going to ask the hosts a question, and they're going to respond within those 24 seconds. Today's question is, who has been the most disappointing player uh, in the NBA this season? Uh, We're going to start with Tyler on this one. 24 seconds on the clock, starting now.
2: So I'm gonna go with Devin Booker for this uh, shot clock segment. He is averaging 22 points so far this season. He averaged 26 last year. Some of us were expecting him to maybe even be conversation for the scoring title. Average upwards of 27, 28, 29 with Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton both being on his team. DeAndre Ayton has played okay. Chris Paul has played well, but I mean, Devin Booker has been kind of a disappointment. He hasn't shown that he can be uh, one of the best small uh, shooting guards in the league so far. Far the season, but you know what? There's a lot of games left to play, so we'll just have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a good one. And uh, as a DeAndre Aiden fantasy owner, I'd also probably say the same thing about him. His stats have also sort of taken a dip. Uh, Now we'll go to Dean. 24 seconds on the clock starting now. All right, so for the shot clock, I'm going to go with
1: Devontae Graham, the point guard of the Charlotte Hornets. As some of you guys know, I'm a huge Devontae Graham fan, but uh it's been really sad to see what he's been doing this season. He's his stats have taken hit, eight less points per game, shooting twenty six percent from the field, and it looks like that Lamelo ball is gonna be taking his starting position soon because he's been so inefficient he can't put the ball in the basket, which really sucks. So he's gonna to have to be the most disappointed player for me this season.
2: Yeah, Dean, I think it's just like the presence of LaMelo ball now. I mean he doesn't get the like the as good of minutes as he used to to oh, produce as many points and O'Gear here is also playing really well this season so I mean I think there are just too many good guards on this team for any of them to be like an all star caliber player really.
0: Okay, now we'll move on to Andrew. Twenty four seconds on the clock. Starting now.
3: So uh, my most disappointing player this season is going to be Pascal Siakam. Um, Raptors fans, Raptors Nation, they expected him to take a huge jump this season, You know, be the number one option, show that he could lead the team to the playoffs. Right now, I think they have the second or third worst record um, in the Eastern Conference. He's averaging less points, only shooting 30% from the field, and he's shooting terrible at the free throw line. He's also averaging almost three turnovers a game. So he's just pretty much uh, taking a huge step back, and it'll be interesting to see if he can make up for
2: it. Yeah, they were the two seed last year, but now they are two and seven after nine games played and just lost to the Warriors. So, I mean, it's not looking good.
1: All right, I'm going to be timing Campbell for this shot clock segment. So, Campbell,
0: 24 seconds on the clock. Ready, begin. Uh, I think the most disappointing player has been uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. His points have taken a hit by eight points. He has the most turnovers he's ever had in his career. Uh, He's averaging point six assists, like that's unacceptable. And just the final thing is 13% from three. I'm going to take my last four seconds and say it one more time. 13% from three. That's just totally unacceptable for someone getting real minutes in the NBA.
3: Um, Campbell, I would like to point one thing out really quickly. I saw this really cool stat that said that um, if Kelly Oubre did not attempt yeah. a single three-pointer this season, the Warriors would be fourth in uh, – Three point percentage in terms of like team, three point percentage. Now, like but, but because Kelly Oubre is on the roster and because he shot 13%, they're in 19th, which is just incredible. He's holding them back. It just shows right there in the stats that he's holding them back if he wasn't playing minutes. So maybe, uh, maybe the Warriors look to trade him for a better shooter. I'm not sure. But he definitely needs to, uh, you know, he definitely needs to start practicing that jump shot more because 13% is not acceptable for a starting NBA player.
2: Um, but also to reiterate something I was talking about, Devin Booker. These guys talked about uh, players that have taken like a real um, step back in points, like six points, eight points, things like that. Devin Booker is still averaging twenty-two. That is good for an NBA player. That's really good. That's All-Star caliber. But people expecting him with Chris Paul to were was going to be able to give him more assists, get him more open shots. For him to take a step back rather than a step forward is definitely not what any of us were looking for. I mean. To to be honest, he's been disappointing going from 26 to 22. But I think he can definitely step it up later in the season.
0: That's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been our predictions for the divisional round. We're going to have our predictions for the next round released sometime next week. It's going to be good. Make sure you tune into that. Follow us on uh, Twitter at Podcast and uh, whatever platform you're listening on today to never miss another podcast. Uh, See you next week.